Codependent topics. <laughs> Welcome. I'm Megan. I'm Brooke. And we're back. We are back, people, and we are so excited because it's been a while since Megan and I have recorded. Yes. I went on vacation mm-hmm. and then I got COVID. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that a was a lot fun. has been happening. Yeah. So second much. time with COVID. As you well. for you? Yeah. I have never tested positive for COVID, but I I highly doubt I haven't had it. You know when you're sick yep. and you're like, there's absolutely no way this isn't COVID, and then you test negative, and you're like, I don't trust you. <laughs> and it was at a hospital where they tested me. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a self-home test. Yeah, so yeah. I, you know, it wasn't user error, people. Yeah, that's so strange. I mean, I feel like at this point everyone's for sure had it. There's no had way to. that you didn't. So, uh, yeah, and I, I don't know. I just feel like that test lied. It lied it to you. It lied. And so, anyway, that's why I'm codependent is because everything, even COVID tests, lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even trust a COVID test. Okay. <laughs> that's how bad my trust issues are. <laughs> that's where I'm at. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's an, a little less hot than it was last time we were recording in here. Oh, that's right. Don't you think so? Yes. We were sweltering. So, <laughs> like, and I at this point in the recording last time, I was already sweating, and I'm not now. Yeah. So that's great. And it's been, like, I believe one minute and 36 seconds, <laughs> so I'm, that's really a relief that neither of us are sweating. <laughs> An excellent new bar to hopefully continue. Let's not sweat at yeah. least a minute 36 seconds in. Yes. And have we explained to our listeners how we even record, or should we even tell them how? <laughs> I don't know. It's so funny, because we just had pictures taken and you know we set up a whole space <laughs> to take the pictures and we were like we have to set the space up because where we actually record is, is a dungeon? like Gollum's dungeon or Gollum's cave <laughs> like yeah it, we it's we can't turn the light on because there's too much sound yeah and, and I'm pretty sure it's haunted is <laughs> I've heard some voices and they're not you so. <laughs> And they're not you. Yeah. Yeah, it's my dad's, like, self-made little music studio because he soundproofed it, and it needs to be soundproof. I don't know if you guys could tell, but the first, like, four episodes that we recorded were very echoey because we recorded it in a tiled room. Yeah. And then we recorded in here, and we were like, oh, my God, it sounds so much better. It does. But we are in a dark hovel. Like, we... (laughs) (laughs) it's ridiculous what you consider to be the depths of hell or like what you would picture nah it's pretty dramatic um it's just really dark because dark the light makes noise we just we can't so and there's a lot of tools around and a lot of mm, (laughs) instruments around and amps and stuff (laughs) it's actually quite dangerous we're we should not be in here because there's just a saw pointing at me right now Uh yeah but anyways um here we are. Yeah. <laughs> We're surviving. We're surviving. And you know what? We do it for you, listeners. Yeah. And dare I say we're thriving. I would agree. I mean. 30 flirty and thriving. Excellent. It's and such an excellent movie as well. It is. Everyone go out and watch it. If you know, you know. Yeah. But we do it for you and we do it for topics like the one we have today. Because it is so meaty and is so at the core of codependency. Yep. And it's talked about a lot, but I feel like oftentimes abused and like, I don't know. I just feel like 
people use it as a way to control others or use it as a way to get sympathy or use it as a way to be more judgmental. Can you guess what I'm talking about? We're talking about boundaries. Yes, we are. The big old B word. (laughs) Other B word. (laughs) We love to say B words and C words on this podcast. And it's not what anyone would think. Not at all. That we're talking about. That's what our merch should say. (laughs) I'm a major C word, but it's just codependent is what you mean. (laughs) That's amazing. That's kind of funny. I love that. Speaking of, we're working on merch, guys. Get excited. It is awesome. It's so cute. We were looking at our little mock-ups today, mm-hmm. and they are... I'm, like, ready to wear it now. I, I know. I know. I want the hat. I want the shirt. Yeah. And so you we're... all are, too. Yeah. <laughs> so you're gonna buy it. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay, Brooke. How familiar are you with boundaries, with what it means, with setting boundaries? Not at all. Okay. <laughs> okay, great. Great, 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 great. <laughs> no, I, I'm like, uh, I am a part-time boundary setter. Yeah. Just like you're a part-time codependent. Yeah. I'm a part-time boundary setter, setter and a, mm-hmm. a part-time boundary enforcer yes. as well. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think most people are because it's so awkward Yeah. to set boundaries. It's so hard. And it comes with all this baggage of like... Yes, doing this thing is the right move for myriad reason, but but also it comes with grief and it comes with loss. Yeah. I'm losing something too in setting the boundary even though it's ultimately the best thing for me. So, yes. it's just this mesh of it's a swamp. Right. I feel like, you know. That's it's, a great ugh. analogy actually, just the grossest swamp mm-hmm. that you can think of. That you're stuck in? Yeah. It's like, yeah, Shrek's home, mm-hmm. but it, it's worse than that. I mean, Shrek's home was actually pretty cool. He lived in a swamp, but, like... His little cottage was cute. His cottage was cute, so it's not really that murky. Let's think of something, like, just You know way. what actually I think it is? Is Shrek's little swamp area, but you're in a swamp looking at the cottage, seeing <laughs> the possible cool oh, home and life yes. you could have as you're drudging through the disgusting swamp with all the... Th- algae and disgusting things around you that you don't even know what's under the underneath the surface that was so poetic megan thank you so much that was like i'm gonna shed a tear it's beautiful (laughs) it's probably sweat (laughs) we're at six minutes now (laughs) well i guess then if we're part-time on these boundary things we should start at the beginning what are they what even are they yeah what the hell are boundaries (laughs) That voice. <laughs> That's a new voice that I have for saying the titles of our sections of this podcast. Our, I love uh, on RuPaul's Drag Race when he says, what had happened? What? Yes, what that's so funny. Happened? What happened? <laughs> I don't know how to mesh that with what our boundaries, but if you all can figure that out, <laughs> then email us. Please let us know. Let us know how we can say that. Yeah. Okay, so you found a quote. Yes. Um, So in her book, Where to Draw the Line, How to Set Healthy Boundaries Every Day, her name is Anne Catherine, the author, and she defines boundaries as a limit that promotes integrity with the purpose of protecting every treasured aspect of your life. I love that. Yeah. Because I feel like that imagery is more of like a, a precious stone that you're you're like loving and caring for 
in a way to like make it its best self and preserve its best self rather than what I think a lot of people see boundaries as boundaries as which is more like a war Hmm. you know like let me build this wall with my men on the wall with arrows ready to kill which is probably why it's partly why the energy I think it's the energy that you give off when setting a boundary that also maybe Mm -hmm. displeases the Mm -hmm. other person because you made a valid point right now, right? Like, we always come in with guns drawn yeah. and we're ready to set that boundary. I'm ready to fight. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And and maybe the way we even set it and our tone and the way mm-hmm. we say it, if we come off that way, mm-hmm. then the other person knows you're, you're drawing guns, right? Yeah. I mean, instead of approaching it in a sense of this is a precious gem, this mm-hmm. is part of, you know, this is important to me, mm-hmm. you know, we treat it as like, Ah, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> 100%. And then you're also giving that person the gift of being vulnerable and having the opportunity to love you in the way you're loving yourself. If yes. you appro- if I approach yeah. you and I'm loving myself and I'm saying this is what I need, these are my boundaries because I love myself, and I'm saying it in that way with that tone, I'm giving you the opportunity to say, I love you too, and I want that for you too. Yes. Oh, that's beautiful. You know, but if yeah. I'm coming at you to fight, all you're going to do is fight me back because you, you feel that I'm coming to fight you. <laughs> totally. And that's, that's a great point. I mean, even just the way that it, not just tone, but even the way that you are just, you have to check yourself when you're actually setting the boundary because mm-hmm. it can, any way that you're saying it or whatever, like just the way that you're coming off to that person, it could be very yep. hostile. Totally. You know, and I'm guilty of that. Oh my gosh. I, well, I feel like we kind of talked about this recently of like, if you're codependent, if you're shoving down your feelings, if you're not saying what you really think, when mm-hmm. you start doing that, it flicks over to the anger yes. side of things. So then you are ex- extra mm-hmm. war like out for you know blood. Wo- out for blood this is my war cry moment <laughs> and I've noticed I just I tell my counselor I tell Sue that I feel like I'm just throwing words out of my mouth at people like whipping them at people yeah. because I I want to hold them back so badly that all I'm doing is trying to get them out of my mouth. I'm, I can't have nuance yet. Right. You know, because I'm just learning to speak my truth. I'm just learning to say what I really think and feel. Right. So I'm like digging it out of myself like a miner and like throwing it to the other person. For sure. It's not gentle. It's It's a grenade, right? It's a grenade. Yeah. Um, and I, I completely understand this. I struggle with this all the time. We both, I mean, we both talked yeah. about this. It, yeah. It's really hard to take the emotion out of it when you're trying to like, and we've laughed about this too. Like anytime we stand up for ourselves, it's mm-hmm. like we either end up crying or mm-hmm. we're super angry. Yes. And both are not taken well by people no. and they don't understand what your message is when they just yes. see emotions happening. Yes. So it's really hard. And I think like, removing the emotion as best as you can when Mm -hmm. setting a boundary is the best way to do it. Mm -hmm. It's just like, even if you have to rehearse it in the mirror Mm -hmm. so that you can get those emotions out or even talk to a friend and be like, it's, you know, just vent what you need to vent before you're ready to have that conversation about boundaries. Oh, that's a really good idea. And a lot of people I think won't feel, I don't know, you end up saying to yourself almost like, oh, that feels disingenuous or that feels like that's not whatever. That really is how you have to approach things if you're not good at something. You're practicing it. It's a muscle. It's a skill that you're learning. You have sure. to practice it. So yeah. doing that 
like before I play a game of you know pickleball, maybe I'm warming up my serve just by myself. Is that yeah. crazy? Is someone gonna say this game of pickleball is disingenuous because you just warmed up by yourself? No, no. you know it's the same idea, but it's just with mental health (laughs) it's a really good point yeah I mean it's just practice like anything else it's rehearsing yeah and And I think it makes you better for it at the end 100% you know yourself more oh actually that brings us to that next point that we were mentioning earlier is that there are elements that are required of setting boundaries and one of them is self-awareness yes you have to be self-aware to set a boundary you have to know what you feel what you want Absolutely. And then the second one was you have to have Mm self-love because, again, like what we just said, it has to come from a place of loving yourself. Right. I mean, if if it's coming from a place of trying to dictate other people's behaviors or trying to just bend the world to you, that's not coming from a genuine place. A hundred percent. It needs to be completely about yourself and what's Mm -hmm. important to your mental health and well-being. Yeah. Yeah. And then third, this thing that we just said we need to practice is honest communication because boundaries are your limits of love because love in an adult relationship is conditional. People want to say, oh, thank you for loving me unconditionally. It's like if you start beating me, (laughs) I'm not I don't I'm not going to give you my love and I don't accept your love like that. There has to have to be bound there. It is conditional. That's what boundaries mean. Right. You know. Right. And I think we have the wrong idea about that as a society. I think it's like we think it needs to be selfless at all times. Mm-hmm. That's what true love is. But really loving yourself is always what's going to come first. And obviously mm-hmm. you wouldn't allow certain behaviors to mm-hmm. happen, yeah. if it's especially at, the, at your harm, if you're going to be at harm, is what I meant to say. Yeah, exactly. You know? And that's how people get in these situations, even in the, you know, toughest moments, because um, they almost brainwash themselves into thinking, well, love is unconditional, so I'm going to be a good wife or a good husband or a good girlfriend or boyfriend or partner. And even though this is happening, I'm going to stick with them. Right. You know, like that's the ultimate. And it's like, well, let's think about what your what the cost is. Right. And what's sad about that is um, even like with certain religions where, you know, divorce is not okay, um, they'll stick in situations, Mm -hmm. they'll stick to people who are just completely wrong for them and their boundaries are now being crossed, they're being treated terribly, but yet either based off their religion or whatever their personal beliefs are of Mm -hmm. I have to stay into this commitment because we're married or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, Mm -hmm. then they suffer and it's, it's just really sad. It's really sad. But let's talk about... Let's talk about what boundaries aren't, because mm. this one's an important topic as well. I feel like a lot of people don't understand the difference between, like, controlling behavior versus what actually is a boundary. It can be abused so easily. Yeah. You know? And just misconstrued, and then when you don't... Like, not even... Abused, I guess, has a connotation of, like, someone's actually intentionally misusing it, but, I mean, if you just misunderstand something, you can misuse it so easily. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, is people, I think, go around um, toting that they know certain concepts when they yeah. actually don't. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think that's dangerous, like, coming at it from a curious perspective yes. is the most helpful, instead of, like, trying to say something and act like you know 
what you're talking about so that other people can hear that you know that word or that, yeah. you know, that's, da- that's dangerous. Right. That's that's misinformation at the yeah. end of the day. Mm-hmm. You don't want to spread misinformation that totally. way. Totally. Even just by acting like you know something when you don't mm-hmm. or just like learning trigger words and thinking that's enough to know. It's like, mm-hmm. no, please understand the concept fully. Exactly. <laughs> before. Yeah, before you say something about it. Yeah. Um, but what, some of the things that boundaries aren't, uh, some of them would be something like limits we set because someone told us to. Mm-hmm. Um, which Has is to really come from one. us. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We need. We're not going to, yeah, no, should not come from anyone else. Um, empty or angry threats, you know, mm. that's definitely not a boundary. That's me. That's what I do. I'm a <laughs> threat giver. Threat level midnight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a threat, threat level midnight Threat giver. level midnight, absolutely. That's funny. The office came up because Brooke just got me a Funko Pop of Michael Scott <laughs> in the straight jacket. Yeah. <laughs> and all I can think of is the key falling on the ground and Jim putting his foot over it slowly. <laughs> that's, I, I don't want to say that's one of the best cold openings, but it's oh, in it's the top. so like, good. Yeah. And then his, his interview. If you see a small brass key... <laughs> And he's sweating at this point super bad. Still he's in the just jacket. Like, <laughs> it's so good that Jim did that. It's so funny. Oh, my God. But anyway, that's me. I do. I give threats because I'm mad and then I don't follow through. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm the queen of that. <laughs> that's <laughs> like all I do pretty much. <laughs> that's my entire life. My <laughs> um, power plays to control someone. Right. Mm, yeah. So I know people get excited when they hear the word boundaries and they're Mm -hmm. like, oh, fun. So I get to like, like an ultimatum. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That mentality. That's, that's not good. And that's not at all what a boundary is. Um, and then limits we don't or can't enforce at Mm. the end of the day. Right. That's a really good rubric of boundaries. Think about it that way. When you have a boundary that you're thinking of, can I enforce it just on my own? If not, probably not doesn't meet the qualifications right if it has to do with their behavior or having to do with their life you mm-hmm. can't control someone's life because everyone has free will mm-hmm. so i mean if you setting a boundary of trying to control someone's life just isn't going to work it's mm-hmm. a free will <laughs> yeah and i feel like the this was really poignant like the only non-negotiable boundaries are don't hurt yourself don't hurt anyone else and don't let anyone hurt you I mean, period. Period, <laughs> right? Like, those are the main ones. Say less. <laughs> exactly. All the Gen Z terms right now. I'm just throwing them all out. <laughs> period, say less. You better period. work. <laughs> I'm just and, um, I, I mean, I, I should say this. I got a lot of this information from um, Melody Beattie's book, The New Codependency. Um, oh, yeah. I haven't read that one yet. It's a good one, you said, right? Yeah, or? it's good. I mean, she kind of says in the, the beginning, like... Um, that it's elaborating on codependent no more of like new things that she's thought of that she thinks the first book didn't come wasn't like a complete explanation of or hmm. you know things she had revelations of after writing it yeah. um but yeah it's it's pretty good i would recommend it super awesome because at first i started reading it and i was like oh is this going to be redundant but no it was it was nice it was good it was helpful some authors do that, right? They, like, write a book that's really good, and then the second book they come out with is, like, just... Basically the, f- the same. Yeah. The first <laughs> book reworded. Different title. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Money grabs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, now that we've talked about the non-negotiables with boundaries, 
Um, how do we know when we need to set a boundary? Oh my god, this is huge. Because, Brooke, remember we talked about this in the first episode? Or probably in several episodes at this point. But <laughs> how we don't know what we need or want. Never. I don't even know at this moment. (laughs) I don't know. I don't even know if I want to be here. No. (laughs) I'm like halfway in this right now, to be honest. It's pretty dark. (laughs) Um, But, you know, that's why boundaries are so hard for people who are codependent is because we can't figure out what it is that we need or what we want. And then what is it, Megan? What What is is it? it? Because then people treat us a certain way. And we're conditioned to just accept any behavior. Yeah. Like, that's what we deserve because of the shame and the self-hate and all the things. Right. And then because we can't tell, we haven't put any time into thinking about what we need or want, we don't know that it's not matching. Yes. So then we don't know what boundary to set because there's absolutely no way of knowing what what's different between what's happening and what I want to happen. Right, which in turn confuses other people as well. They don't know how to meet our needs properly because we have no idea what's happening mm-hmm. at all times. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> we're at running all times. We're running around with everything on fire and no. we're screaming and we're just running in circles, honestly. That's just how it feels. Help me, help me, help me, help me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I think this list is was so helpful for me because it tells you how do I know when a boundary actually needs to be set. What should I be feeling in my body? What should I be thinking over and over again to where it leads me to think, you know what, I need to set a boundary. Yeah, yeah, because we all have that nagging feeling at times where we feel like we're not being treated properly, but we don't want to say anything, Mm -hmm. and yet we don't want to rock the boat. We we just want to keep the friendship or the whatever intact. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to accept it. But then there's other times where we get that stir in our, in our gut where we're like, no, something needs to be done about this. Something needs to be set. And even when I get that feeling, I don't trust myself still. I know. So that's annoying. (laughs) So that's annoying. (laughs) Anyway, period. And so here are some things you can ask yourself. Yes. You know? Yes. So, some things you can ask is, do you want to stop saying yes when you mean no? Oh my gosh, huge. Yeah. I mean, we can say yes till we die, mm-hmm. but is that really what's going to give us happiness at the end of the day? And you meant, you touched on this before too, like um, when you were saying yes to animal sitting. Yes. Because then it makes yeah. you resentful because you're like, you keep saying yes and you almost feel like, it's demanded of you to say yes. Right. So then when you get mad at other people and resentful at other people because in your mind, you need to say yes. And therefore other people know I need to say yes. And yet they're still asking me, how dare they put this on my plate? The thing that they know I need to say yes to. It's like when that keeps happening and you're resentful and you're like, why do I have all this stuff on my calendar that I don't want to do? Right. Yeah, exactly. And they, it's not even about, it's all about like, setting the boundary but also like just not <laughs> sorry I lost my train of thought but yeah I, I completely agree with you on that it's and it's especially with the pet sitting thing it's yeah um it's so funny because it's so like, a hilarious example yeah yes um and then hurtful behavior that must stop mm, yeah right? and you'll I feel like you can kind of feel that over and over twinge of like ugh 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 yeah. And then, like, when you leave a situation, you feel worse than when you got there. Right. And that's a clue. Yeah. 
I don't know about you, but, like, I'm usually pretty, because I think we're both pretty empathic, right? Like, we're mm-hmm. very sensitive to people's emotions and energies, you know? Have you ever, like, have you ever been around someone where you're in a group setting and you can tell someone said something that, like, might have crossed the line for that person and you can almost feel the energy of, like, that person cringing inside yeah. or, like... And I always feel terrible when that happens. Mm-hmm. I've been, it hasn't happened like a ton, but I've been around a few situations where people do that or like they feel that way. Mm-hmm. And it's just sad because it's like, I mean, it's not sad. It's a good indication to that person that they need to maybe set a boundary. With, yeah, but yeah, exactly. It's just at the same time, it's... It's hard to feel that. Yeah. As and an it's, all, it's so annoying because it's almost easier for us to identify that when some it's going on with someone else versus right? us. Oh my gosh. I can identify that. With anyone else, mm-hmm. but with me, I don't, I can't tell when those icky mm-hmm. feelings are just me being self-deprecating as usual, mm-hmm. or is it something that truly triggers? Needs to be thought about and worked on. Yeah. <laughs> you rolled your eyes. I'm perfect. so uh, really annoyed by <laughs> myself. <laughs> it's funny mm. because um, I've mentioned on this podcast before that I go to like codependent uh, meetings, mm, or yeah. I go to a rec- recovery meeting every Sunday, and there's a time in the meetings where everyone can share and one of the shares recently I mean I'm not gonna like share the details and stuff but um she was like so mad because she was like I have so many other mental health issues to deal with and now that I just found out through therapy that I could be having codependency issues and I'm just tired of it I'm tired of having issue after issue tired of having to think about all these things in detail and depth but it was just all of us were just feeling her we're just like yes I feel you girl because it's coming from so annoying it's so annoying it's like you roll your eyes when talking about it because it's just like yeah I know Mm -hmm. I know (laughs) as I'm reading this list exactly it made me roll my eyes I didn't even mean to do that I was just like I'm so annoyed (laughs) oh okay the next one is if we're ready to let people feel awkward instead of pretending like everything's okay. Oof, see that's that? That's a big one. That's a tough one for me. I I already feel like I'm prone to some awkwardness in general, like mm-hmm. in social settings, but like I feel super awkward when having to set a boundary or having yeah. to enforce it, and I don't like the feeling of someone like reacting to what I'm saying. I know. <laughs> That's what I said to Sue last time because I had a moment of boundary setting recently and um, that's how I was feeling. I told her, I'm just so over this. I don't even care what the response is. Like, I'm so done feeling this way. I just need this to stop. And I think that is a good explanation. I was ready to let someone feel awkward because I just could not pretend like everything was okay anymore. Yeah. And... Then I told her, I was like, you know, the, she was like, what is like the worst case, rea- worst case scenario? And I was like, that they would react in any way to what I say. <laughs> any emotion too. It's yeah, just like. <laughs> I just don't look at me. <laughs> Pretend like I what didn't say a that? single thing, but that also would infuriate me. So yes. don't do that. <laughs> Anything that happens right now is going to make me mad. So that's pretty much how that goes. But honestly, at the end of the day, the feeling of awkwardness is just small price to pay mm-hmm. if you are gonna... freedom. Yeah, and I keep trying to tell myself that, but it's really hard because mm. I do care very much. Very much. Yeah. And then the next one is very similar. If the pain of living without someone is less than the pain that they cause you by being in a relationship with them, and that was the other thing that she asked was like, "Well, do you 
can you keep on living like this? Wouldn't it be better if that was just gone completely? Yeah. And I said, yeah. Yeah. Because I would miss X, Y, Z. And it's hard to change something that's been a certain way forever. But I just can't live with this anymore. Yeah. It's making my life worse. Right. I um, had to set a boundary in a way recently as well with someone. And it was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I had to walk away from something where I wasn't being treated right. Mm-hmm. And um, the feeling of uncomfortableness like lasted a day or two but the feeling of peace that I've had has lasted weeks since that whole thing has happened totally so um I don't know I think it's really important and I think Mm -hmm. it's worth it at the end of the day and it's worth it to remind yourself of that because then next time something comes around you'll feel just as awkward and you'll feel like oh I can't do it I don't want to because of their reaction and then if you remind yourself of these moments you've had previously where it is worth it I think that can push you forward into making that decision Gosh, nothing is worth uh, compromising your peace. Like, mm-hmm. I know it's kind of, like, cliche, but it's so true. I'm learning that more and more as I get older, like, how much I truly cherish my peace and, mm-hmm. like, toxic people or people who are going to trigger my boundaries or not care about them or not put importance to them. I just don't have room for you in my life at this point. Amen. You know? And then the last one here is that we, if we want to stop doing something that people want us to continue to do, or we want to start doing something people don't want us to start doing. Let me read that again. Yeah. <laughs> if, we, if we, like, if we want to stop doing something, but everyone around us wants us to keep doing it. Yeah. And isn't supportive of us stopping doing it. Oh. Or vice versa. We want to start doing something, but they don't want us to do that. Yes. Yes. So I do find that interesting. I know, um... We've talked about Enneagram before, Mm -hmm. and in the Enneagram, there's, like, a series of numbers, and they're supposed to, like, tell you about your, your, like, who you are and stuff, and then one of the numbers is number seven. Apparently, they have a really hard time with this, where, Mm -hmm. like, anytime they try and make a change, it's, like, everyone else is, like, no, but you need to stay the same, Mm -hmm. you know, and those... Because it's benefiting them. Exactly, and so it's hard because, I mean, you have to do what you, it's important for you at the end of the day. Exactly. Yeah. It's an important one. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. And I also feel like it can come in, like, kind of subtle ways, too. Like, um, even in conversation, if, like, you start sharing more about an interest you have that maybe you hadn't shared before, and everyone's like, you don't like that. You've never said that before. Oh, I know. Yeah. You know, or, like, if you start being curious about something else or just start having a different way of communicating or asking questions differently because you're growing, you're trying to be different, and everyone says acts confused or like you know like they don't want you to change even just the subtle ways of being a person it's like let me evolve it's so weird how people really truly just want to keep you in a box Mm -hmm. and it's like especially when you like maybe friends from high school and stuff that have known you since Mm -hmm. you're like 19 they Mm -hmm. expect you to be yeah 19 year old you and you're like "Mm, nope very very different now And, like, you have to allow people their space to, space to grow and evolve. Exactly. You know? It's part of life. But. Exactly. Well, let's move on to what I think is a huge, huge way. You touched on it earlier. It's a huge way people misconstrue boundaries, which is boundaries versus control, being controlling. Yes. And what's funny about this is there was a story in the media that is completely relevant to this topic Mm. of Jonah Hill. I don't know if you saw anything online about this. Very minimal. 
Yeah. The only reason I know about it is because all the podcasts started talking about it all at once. Yeah. Um, but apparently Jonah Hill sent a series of text messages to his ex-girlfriend with what he considered to be boundaries. But this list was pretty alarming. And some of the things he said, he, it says, um, sorry, I stuttered over my words right there. Um, it said something, it started off with by saying, stop modeling. So this is a list of things she has to do. These are the boundaries that he's setting in the relationship. He's saying, these are my boundaries. These are my boundaries. As Jonah Hill, these are my boundaries, and this is what you need to do to satisfy my boundaries, which wow. is to stop modeling, stop surfing with men, can't hang out with wild friends from the past, no posting pics in bathing suits, and no hanging out with unstable women, in quotes. Mm-hmm. So, not only is there so much wrong with that, <laughs> no hanging out with unstable women. Are you kidding me? Like, that's it's cracking me up. Does she have to go to him uh, who... for every woman that's in her life? It, it, is this considered stable to you, yeah. Jonah? Like, who judges if that? They're, if they're not currently checked into a psych ward, is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's so crazy. Well, yeah. you know, that is exactly what ends up happening if you're misconstruing boundaries and it's moving into the area of control the problem is that if it's truly a boundary it should concern our behavior our own behavior. our own behavior no one else's not other people yeah we don't set them to control or interfere with people's free will or choices who do you think you are jonah who do you you think you are that is so bizarre i mean that's pretty that's spot on that's like the best example of this it really is. And what's even more bizarre is that he came out with, like, a documentary on Netflix recently. Yeah, I watched that. Yeah, I did, too. And I thought it was pretty interesting. It was like, okay. I mean, it wasn't, like, super groundbreaking. I thought it got way more praise than I thought it was worth. Yeah. It was just a conversation with his therapist. But, like, it's amazing that, obviously, I mean, the, the chapter on boundaries was just skipped with his therapist. Or they haven't really... He's not getting it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He's obviously not. (laughs) And I think that's really good to note because it's like you can't just assume people know what they, what to do if they have gone to therapy or if they are this and that. It's, that doesn't mean really anything. You have to constantly survey people's choices and behavior. Yeah. You know, because this girl probably thought, oh, he's evolved. He goes to therapy. He's making a documentary about his therapist. It, he really, it really matters to him. So right. then when he sends her that, she probably now is, well, okay, I don't know if she would be, but if I yeah. were in that situation because I'm codependent, I would be <laughs> like, oh, well, I mean, he, I guess, are these okay to ask of me? Because he yeah. goes to therapy and he values these things and I would be like playing over in my head why that must be okay for him to say to me right you'd try and justify it some way mm-hmm. as a codependent I totally get that and I would do the same because I would try and figure out well I mean he's he probably knows what he's talking about like right but you can't just assume that you can't and I think a good um measure is like boundaries might involve consequences like if you do this then I do that right and it but it and it, because boundaries give people choices they can do what they want but so can we right so like an example you can't make a person stop drinking but you can choose not to be with them Gr- another example Jonah you can't make a person stop <laughs> doing all of those things right. but if she's choosing to do that and it bothers you then you can choose to not date her exactly yeah 
And but that's not something you can go in in the beginning and say, "Look, I need you to be this, this, and this." Yeah. It needs to be something like, "Oh, okay, she does like to partake in those things. I'm not really about that. I'm out." Mm-hmm. Don't exactly. you think? Yes. Yeah. Because, like you said earlier, it it's not a boundary if we can't enforce it. Yeah. So if you're putting a boundary and you think, actually, I can't actually enforce that that's about them, how can I reword it to limit my behavior instead of controlling someone else's? Right, right. So like that, like don't post bikini pictures. (laughs) The boundary would actually be like, if you like to post those and you want to post those and that's a part of your life, I don't think we are a good match. Right. I'm going to have to bow out. Which... That's taking full responsibility for what you Mm -hmm. like and care for Mm -hmm. and what's important to you. And bothers you and triggers you and whatever that you don't want to work through or whatever. But to come in with the set list of being Mm -hmm. like, these are the things you are going to be and these are the things you aren't going to be, that is full and total controlling behavior. Like you're trying to mold them into the version you're comfortable with Mm -hmm. because you're uncomfortable. Yeah. Or, and some of this is like, I don't know, deep-seated insecurity because like oh, yeah. pictures in your bikini, that's that's what's going to bother. That's really You a... can't surf with men. <laughs> that's crazy to On me. On separate surfboards? We're not <laughs> 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 Especially not on the same surfboard, but if you guys do separate surfboards, I swear to god, I would be so pissed. <laughs> I wonder if, like, when he sent these texts, like, did he say it in that <laughs> tone of, like, I swear if you do it. Don't, don't post pictures on your bikini. Don't. That you cheated so... on me when I specifically <laughs> asked you, you not, not to? to? <laughs> We've been quoting The That's Office a so lot. Good. I know. It's just perfect for the codependent conversation. It <laughs> is so hysterical. Yeah. I don't know. And I, I feel like this is like what I do that I need to stop doing mm-hmm. is that if I'm upset about something, I will not say a controlling thing like don't do that, mm-hmm. but I will say, have you noticed that this and this and this and this is happening? I feel like you're doing that because blah, 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 blah. And that yeah. bothers me because blah, 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 blah. Is there anything wrong with that? Is that and, bad? Well, no, not just that. Okay. But what happens is that if people don't admit to it, Oh, then okay. I keep believing that that's true, and then I keep bringing it up like it's a major problem for me. Oh, like a broken record. Yes, I do that too. Until I feel like yeah. it's an understanding issue, so that's why exactly. I'll keep, yeah, I just feel like I'm right. Yes, and you aren't getting you it. You just haven't seen or my side yet. You're or you are lying to me because you yes. don't want to look at what the thing is. Right, because that is true for most people, and that's just a human reality. Yes, and I look at the thing too much probably of oh, yeah. myself but also of other people. Yeah. And so then I say over and over and over like a broken record, don't you think though that this is true because look you did this too and that's kind of exactly the same as that thing that I said earlier and yeah. blah 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 blah. And then they get frustrated. Right. But really the thing is I if I have a boundary that's not okay with me, something's bothering me, I have to own that and just say I'm a bow out or yeah. stop bringing it up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's not fair of me. Yeah, and th- but that's uh, it's easier said than done, right? Oh, I still do it. <laughs> Did it yesterday. Well, I'm not going to not, not, not do it. I'm just saying I shouldn't do it. <laughs> I'll tell you what the right way to live is, but I'm not going to live right, let me tell you. 
Um, uh, I'm trying, but it's so hard. It is it's the hardest so thing ever. Hard. And you know another thing that we've talked about in previous episodes that codependents do all the time, which mm. is connect the dots between yeah. like, okay, you did this one thing, which is kind of like the same thing, like what you just did, mm-hmm. right? Which is what you did last week when you did that, 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 and we connect the dots. Isn't that exactly the same to you? Yes. And then they're like, no, what are you talking about? Those are totally separate Completely things. Opposite. And yes. it's like, that's the same issue. That's the same thing that you're not getting. And people will say to me, you connect things that don't need to be connected. Yes. I've been told that too. But I don't I'm agree. Right. <laughs> I don't agree. And and I sometimes feel like making the connections for people, mm-hmm. I think, helps. I would I'm want being to helpful. <laughs> I'm helping you. <laughs> what don't you want to know? And on ultimately what I settled on was that it's not it's not helpful and um yeah. <laughs> it makes people mad. <laughs> and that also like in the long run, it's not doing what I want it to do. Yeah. I have not, uh, I have not, I'm sorry, I keep talking. No, no, go. I'm just, I'm not saying I don't think I'm right. <laughs> because truly, most of the time, I'm like, I can't unsee this connection. Yeah. It has to be a connection. Right. Um, but it's not helpful for me to bring it up or constantly think about it. So I just, that's why I don't. Yeah. And that's my motivation to become healthier in my behavior. But I still think I'm right. I know. Is it, but isn't it infuriating when, um, when you're trying to connect these dots and you're making sense, but you also feel like that person just doesn't want to look at the elephant mm-hmm. in the room. Exactly. It's really just about, like, people not... It would open a can of worms for them, and they don't want to do that. Exactly. And, I mean, yeah, I'm pointing it out to you because there's a big pile of shit in the mm-hmm. middle of the floor that yeah. you need to look at. Exactly. We're and gonna, it's stinking it. up the place for both of us, and I don't want to smell it anymore. <laughs> and <laughs> Seriously. Like, I feel like... And I even try to preface it by being like, I believe that... This doesn't mean you're inherently bad. Everybody yeah. has these things. Of course. But you, but just I'm bringing it, it up. Just look at it honestly. Yeah. I'm bringing it up not because I'm even mad at you sometimes. I, I'm just saying this is a thing that keeps happening. And, like, may, if you look at it, we could, like, sweep it up. Totally. We'll sweep it together. You don't yeah. have to secretly sweep it under the rug. Mm-hmm. I'm here To with actually you. clean it. Yeah. Not just hide it. Exactly. You know? Oh, God. We are, I think the conclusion of this episode is that we are brilliant. <laughs> Everyone needs to listen to what we have okay. to say. <laughs> we're always right. Okay. That's, that's what we're going to title this episode. <laughs> okay. So talking about boundaries, let's talk about how to actually set boundaries. Yes. So these are things, some things that you can say to set boundaries. Mm-hmm. We will say what we will do if people don't stop treating us in a particular way. Yeah. So we're not saying stop treating us in me in that way, but you say I'm gonna have to leave if you keep yelling at me. Yes, and preferably, I think we, this would be like an action, right? Like mm-hmm. kind of like I'm going to, like you said, walk out the room. Mm-hmm. I'm going to X, Y, not and Z. come over anymore. I'm yeah. gonna not answer your texts. I'm gonna whatever. Right. The next one is what people can or can't do to or around us in our space, mm-hmm. which is really big, right? Yeah. And then how far we'll go for someone or how far other people will go with us. Yeah. So, like, I can um, I can do this, but I can't do that. 
Yeah. You know, and just really specifically saying what you're able to do. I am not good at that. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> I was reading that one and I was like, wow, I, I nope, I can't do that. Mm-mm. Um, what we will and won't tolerate. That's pretty Just basic. be very clear. Yes, when we mean it. Mm-hmm. No, when that's not our answer. Mm-hmm. And maybe when we're unsure. Yeah, and really that's revolutionary. That sounds so simple, but like you're allowed to say maybe, I don't know. Yeah. You don't have to come up with an answer because I feel like that's where a lot of the yeses are fueled. Yeah. Because I don't know and I'm, I feel awkward and I have to give an answer. Right, right, right. So you can, you get to say, uh, maybe, I'll let you know. Maybe is an answer, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think like what you just said, I always get the pressure to give them a yes or no immediately. I know. So I'm bad at that too. <laughs> <laughs> All these. What we will or won't do if people don't respect the boundaries we set. And just giving a very clear, Yeah. this is what I need, this is what I'm going to do if that doesn't happen. Yeah. But you got to stick to it. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I love this last just general understanding statement. Boundaries come from speaking our truth. Yeah. That's beautiful. And I had a moment recently where I had to set, you know, kind of a boundary and say what I really felt and thought. And I talked to Sue about it afterwards. And she was like, she said that phrase. She said, you're finally speaking your truth. Because I said something like, I said it and it just fell off my tongue. And I felt so much peace afterwards. Wow. You know, and she said, yeah, it's because you're speaking your truth. You're not shoving it back down and like coming up with other random words that fit whatever perspective you think you need to be aligning with. Yeah. And what's crazy about that is I feel like how much do we do that throughout our days? I feel like not very much. I feel like if if there's a percentage of how much we actually talk, like speaking from our truth versus speaking to appease other people or whatever. I mean, I think it's a really, it's hard to do. (laughs) It's hard to speak your truth, especially if you know it's going to ruffle some feathers. And if you're a codependent. (laughs) And also if you're us. Yeah. Yeah, so when it comes to respecting other people's boundaries, which is also important when it comes to Mm -hmm. boundaries. Mm -hmm. Because so far we've talked about how we set boundaries, how to respect ourselves. But Mm -hmm. we also need to understand that people have boundaries as well and Mm -hmm. we need to be respecting them because wouldn't we want someone to respect ours Mm -hmm. we should always be respectful of others and part of that is respecting their rights privacy and personal business yep asking not expecting or assuming or demanding or insisting yeah but just asking ask say is it a good time to to talk right now don't call and just start all about whatever you're thinking you know hey i just was thinking about you um is it a good time yeah you know something like that we sort of do that with each other too like Mm -hmm. we'll check in with each other if we need that for each other like hey you know Mm -hmm. did you need to talk on the phone about that or yeah just respecting each other in that way or like i randomly called you the other day and i was like hey sorry (laughs) oh yeah for calling you um do you have a minute yeah and then and then you said yes and i was talking and rambling of course and then you were like actually i do need to go because i need to do this i'll call you later yeah you know and just everybody just saying what they need and being truthful yeah absolutely and you had actually done that for me a couple weeks prior too it was really Mm -hmm. funny we both kind of had that situation and you sat on the phone and talked with me for like two hours which is really nice i had two hours you know I just want to let you know I appreciate you. Oh, my God. I'm going to cry. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not crying. Crying again. <laughs> Actually, that's the next two points we just made. Doing what we say we will and then saying when our plans change. So, like, you said, yeah, I have time. And then you said, actually, now I 
need to get off the phone. And then just telling the truth, like, you know, yes or no. Yes. Actually, I'm working on all these things because I think coming from such a chaotic background growing up, I do feel like it's hard for me to stick to my word a lot of the times. Yeah. that's been something I've really have had to take a good hard look at and mm-hmm. be really honest with myself of like, well, am I showing up for my friends and the people I love in an authentic way? Like, mm-hmm. am I, am I really, um, you know, saying what I mean and meaning what I say and mm-hmm. be, and showing up in authentic ways for the, the people in mm-hmm. my life? Mm-hmm. So I've really taken a good hard look at that, and I think it's really important to stick to. Um, what you mean? <laughs> totally, and you know, I have that. I have a previous graduate student intern story where she just constantly every time I would say something would go yeah okay yeah (laughs) and then I would you know we would I would be like okay you know go ahead and do it do the thing that I just said that you said okay to and then she would just have no idea what to do and she just said you know I said hey I just want to talk to you about this I feel like you're struggling a little bit implementing the plans that we talk about but every time I tell you something you say yeah okay yeah like you get it mm-hmm. and she goes well I'm just trying to like I'm a you know people pleaser I just want you to feel like at whatever whatever, whatever. oh gosh and I was like I don't it doesn't please me to not be listened to <laughs> right you know yeah like that ultimately doesn't help anyone that's so true authentic listening and authentic connection is what's going to help at the end of the mm-hmm. day mm-hmm. so yeah that's the wrong kind of people I mean there's no right kind of yeah. people pleasing but I'm saying that is for sure you're not even it. going all the way. You're just saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And being non-judgmental, so not pushing our beliefs onto others, like, oh, that's a good or bad boundary, or, like, um, if someone needs something or wants something as a, and is expressing that, just care for them genuinely and want to figure that out and be curious with them instead of, yes, you know, being yeah. judgmental of that. I know. Letting people express themselves in a genuine way is very mm-hmm. important. Um not pushing our beliefs on others. I mean, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't t- typically do that for the most part, but I, I know people who do. But. Yeah, and I think that we can, in the way that we're going to talk about in the next episode, because of, like, codependency and judgment, how that's linked, because ultimately oh, right. what that means is we think something should go away, and it's not. And yeah. so now I think you know, I'm putting a good and bad label on something. Right. And that is pushing my belief that that shouldn't have happened that way onto that person, even though ultimately it's not up to me. That's true. It's one of those sneaky ones that we've Mm -hmm. talked about before. Catches up with you. It really does. Okay. So after all this, we've set the boundary. We have, we are respecting other people's boundaries, but what happens after we set a boundary that someone else was benefiting from? They are going to be weird about it. Oh, absolutely. Okay. And it's happened multiple times with both of us, Mm -hmm. I think. And you need to be watching out for that. And just know, be ready for these responses Mm -hmm. um, because it doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so, it's so major to know that. Or it's so like, you have to remind yourself that, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's going to feel icky. It's going to feel all the things that you're not going to want to feel. But push through it. Because at the end is the freaking... Yeah, and that's what you want. Um. So after setting boundaries, what you should be prepared for is needing to be creative to enforce some limits. Mm -hmm. Um, Some boundaries taking enormous amounts of energy to enforce. Oh my gosh, that's huge for me. Because I I just did something where I was like, oh my god, 
I, I'm having to like change my relationship with these people. So I'm always thinking about it and I'm always pushing myself to say the thing, even though I kind of don't want to because I don't know how they're going to react and this and that and yeah. this. I'm always thinking about the dynamics. And so I was like, I just rather would not go. And then I was like, you know what? I need to. If this matters to me, I'm going to have to do it. This is just the energy that it requires. Yeah. You know? And that's hard for people like me and you who mm-hmm. love to conserve our energy mm-hmm. and really only use it towards things that matter. Yes. But this matters. That's what we're saying. Is yes. This yeah. matters. I chose that that mattered. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um... So, oh, pe- people or people being persistent if they are obsessive, dependent, or spoiled. Yeah, so really persistent that they don't want you to take to put that boundary up. Yeah, and losing some relationships when people can't use use you anymore. Oh, that's a sad one. Yeah, and honestly, I've heard like I've listened to a few different podcasts of people who have you know have gotten really good at setting boundaries, mm-hmm. and it's sad. They do talk about how many people they've lost because of mm-hmm. it, but at the end of the day they're so happy like exactly because you're cultivating the life you want and if those people don't want you to have the life you want the life with peace the life with self-love that means they aren't the people for you right right i was listening to this one um thing the other day where this like 56 year old woman was like i just realized now at 56 years old that i've like surrounded myself with all the wrong people in my life and like all my friend my so-called friends are like not really my friends Mm -hmm. and now that i've set boundaries i've learned at 56 that all the people around me like don't really love me. Yeah. It's crazy that yeah. standing up for yourself can, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's just wild. I know. And some people will try to guilt you into changing your mind or yep. become angry when they realize that the boundary is actually real like, "Oh, you're actually going to enforce this?" Yeah. There's a part of them that thinks it's just going to be temporary. They can get around it. Right. And then actually people lying or behaving desperately to get us push us back down. Yeah. You know, and they might not even realize they're doing it. I bet you they don't, but Mm -hmm. they, it's uncomfortable for them. You're changing, Mm -hmm. right? It comes back to what we were talking about before. You need to be in your role so I can be in my role. If you change out of your role, then who am I? What am I doing? It threatens my identity. It threatens my X, Y, Z. So I'm going to do everything I can. I'm in like fight or flight mode, protect myself mode. Yeah. To get you to stay as you were. Oh, roles. Don't you love them? Mm-hmm. Um, some boundaries like hurting us to, or some boundaries are going to hurt us to set as much as they hurt other people. Yeah. And I think that's a big one. Again, it doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. There is grief and loss in setting a boundary, especially because we're creatures of habit. We're losing a familiar thing, a familiar relationship, but ultimately we're changing into something better. Absolutely. It's for the better. Um, now let's talk about some of the barriers to setting boundaries. Yeah. The reasons that this is hard. Yeah. You know? I mean, this boundary work is going to be some of the hardest work you'll probably ever do. And that's why we're giving more time to this episode. Because this is so pivotal. It is such a pivotal piece of this codependent work. It is the biggest piece to the puzzle, really. Mm -hmm. And if you're not learning boundaries and really how to set them and enforce them in your life, then I feel like you're just going to be constantly stuck in a codependent loop. Yeah. Exactly. Um, which is what I meant. No, I'm <laughs> I know that loop well. <laughs> yeah, well, we we do because people get into them. and then But you can yeah. get out, and that's why we're doing this. There's hope. You can get There's out. There's hope, everyone. So some of those barriers are stuff like repressing old emotions. When we stop denying how we feel about something that happened that we didn't like or that hurt us, 
we'll know how we feel if it happens again. Yeah, that's a huge one for me. Like, I started recognizing, like, actually just labeling. This is how I feel after that thing happens. Mm. Feeling it, letting myself feel it. And then as things started to trigger me over and over, I was, I recognized that feeling faster and faster and faster. And I was like, oh, that's what I don't want. Yeah. So then I got to respond to it quicker and quicker and quicker. That's a really crucial one. And actually something I'm thinking about as we're even doing this right now is like, yeah, I need to do that more (laughs) is label my emotions. Cause I feel like I'm always just in a chaotic mess Mm -hmm. of it. It's like a tangle of emotions that I can't untangle. I used to use like a little map of emotions, like a little wheel. No way. Yeah. And it was really helpful. (laughs) That's actually so cute. Yeah. I'm imagining like the game twister, but with emotions. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Right foot on angry. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, is this a brilliant new game that we need to create? That's more merch. Oh, no way. Yeah. The Do You Like Us board game, but like Twister version. <laughs> okay, this actually might become a thing, so mm-hmm. just be prepared. And if anyone steals it, I'm going to hearken back to this recording, and then I will sue you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, okay. the second one is similar to what we just said, not knowing our feelings. So like, yeah. we need to become acquainted with them. So don't repress them because you got to get aware yeah. first. Emotional awareness is key to boundaries because we can't set limits until we know how we feel. In Brene uh, Brown's book, Atlas of the Heart, one of her recent ones, it's all about naming emotions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I found that to be really groundbreaking because she talked about how we have like four labels, like sad, bad, mm-hmm, angry, mm-hmm. happy, when there's like a trillion emotions that we're always yeah. experiencing. So it could be hard in the beginning when you start practicing this, yeah. but like you said, write it down or... Mm-hmm make a little map for yourself, do something mm-hmm. to like try and identify, you know? Yeah. And there's, there's a bunch of complicated emotions in between, but even mm-hmm. if you need to like Google, mm-hmm. you know, I'm feeling this right now, yeah. is there a term for it? Mm-hmm. Do it, you know? And you get way better doing that if you just put the work in. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, where are we? Dependency on people. Oh, that's so, right. okay. So again, these are the reasons why setting boundaries are hard. So like if we have dependency on people, um, it's going to be difficult to set a boundary. If we're, yeah. But if we're not afraid of being abandoned, then we won't tolerate bad treatment to keep people from leaving. Yes. That's my main thing. Fear of abandonment is the biggest thing that I have to talk to Sue about. Oh, man. It's me too. I mean, mm. it's a really hard thing to heal. And, you know, I've had that happen where, like, I've had friends just ghost me. Like, years and years long friend, like, 10-year-long best yeah. friend relationships would be like, I'm not speaking to you anymore. You know, yeah, I'm yeah. just not, we don't have that conversation. But she leaves and the friends that I knew through her leave and I'm, it's just like, bye. It's just done. So those moments and having, you know, certain relationships with your parents or whatever, it gives you that instilled, I need to do anything to keep this person. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's just something you would have to work on healing within yourself to Mm -hmm. know that you're not, you can never abandon yourself. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, that's who you have. And uh, anyone who leaves is probably shouldn't have been in your life. Yes, that's a blessing. It's a blessing. Yeah. Um, Okay. And then, uh, oh, having our boundaries violated as children. Oh, that's, you had already talked about that. Um, Oh, abuse. So repairing the damage from abuse heals our boundaries in our hearts. We'll know mm-hmm. love doesn't equal mm-hmm. being hurt, controlled, or abused. We deserve love and kindness from others and ourselves. Yeah, it's yeah. so hard to reroute those pathways. We believe that that's what love means. That's what we're going to keep looking for. Yeah. 
not understanding limits. We need to know what our rights are in order to get them. Mm-hmm. We need to understand boundaries in order to set them. Oh. That's why this is so huge. That is the cutest rock. I didn't... You Did you play that? or <laughs> No, I just... It's in there. Love it. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, I didn't know if you had, like, written that specific line or not, but... I don't think I did. I think I probably just copied it. <laughs> <laughs> um, poor parental role modeling. You know, we can stop unconsciously repeating destructive family traditions when we understand what really happened. Mm-hmm. Then we can let go of being victims mm-hmm. when we deal with our feelings and achieve true forgiveness. Codependents are really good martyrs. Yeah. And I told that to Sue the last time. I was like, you know, I'm expecting people to act this way because I'm acting this way. Right. You know, I'm really good at remembering all the things about people because I'm so hypervigilant. And it's turning me into a martyr about being hypervigilant. Now I'm resentful that other people aren't hypervigilant and remembering all these things about me. Yes. You know. When you need to understand that hypervigilance was a trauma response to begin with. In the first with. place. Right. So if people aren't acting that way. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. At low self-esteem, when we love and appreciate ourselves, we'll give mm-hmm. and receive respectful treatment. It's huge. That's why all those mantras of, like, self-love and, and like, getting rid of the shame. Oh, shame's down there, too. I jumped it. I jumped to it. That was perfect. Shame. If it's okay to be who we are, our limits will be okay, too. Yeah. So, like, yeah. all those mantras about not being ashamed, loving yourself, building self-confidence that is the key to being able to set these boundaries yes and if you're struggling in those departments you're most likely going to struggle with setting boundaries too Mm -hmm. so just try and prioritize that because i am struggling with that as well and those are foundational right so like do that of course keep trying to set boundaries but like as you keep practicing those foundational skills the setting boundaries will continue to get easier Right, because I think when you're setting boundaries, you have that moment, too, of like, wait, why am I doing this again? And then if you love yourself, you'll remind yourself of, oh, yeah, it's because I love myself, and this is important. Okay, let's do one more. Okay. Um, Poor communication skills. When we can open our mouths and speak our truth freely, we'll be able to tell people our limits. Mm, So crucial, right? Yes, I love that that's the last one that we're going to talk about because that is it. Speak your truth. What is true to you? And then just say it. It really is that simple. Don't keep thinking, oh, how how is this going to affect them? How do I need to change what I'm thinking in order to make this moment okay? Um, You know, there shouldn't be, of course, there's like a nuanced filter, of course, for like social skills, but not a filter for like what the content is. Right. Absolutely. And what it does is not only does it free you in the moment, but it frees you up in your heart and your soul. It mm-hmm. really, it's, it's a, a really great feeling. Like, I don't know if you ever felt this when like there's certain days where you're really feeling your authentic self and in certain group settings, you'll say something that's just truly you. Yeah. And then you'll realize other people are like, Oh, me too. Or like, yes, yeah. and then you realize, Oh, they're doing some of the things I would do to other people when they spoke their yes. truth. And you realize People do like me. (laughs) And you're not some weirdo alien. Mm -hmm, Exactly. I think that all the time. Like, I think just no one's going to, you know, understand me Mm -hmm. or no one's going to, like, see the life the way I do. Yeah, exactly. It's not true. And so, I mean, that's heavy. It's a lot of information, but it's so crucial, everyone. And thank you so much for sticking with us. And, you know... I think we'll talk about boundaries more, of course, in later episodes, but we wanted to give a really good in-depth boundary episode because it is so pivotal to codependency. 
is so, so crucial. And I want to thank you guys as well for sticking by us. Um, obviously, this isn't our normal format of going this long, but this is really, really important stuff. It was. And we wanted to keep all that in there. Yeah. And there's different ways that boundaries show up in our lives. So we'll be touching upon all that in the mm-hmm. future. But we do have one last question for you. <gasps> do, do you like us? us? See you next week. Bye.